Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into our podcast, but we know you may have an idea for your own podcast and that's why we are recommending you go get Anchor. Mm-hmm. You can create your own podcast and then like maybe have us on as guests. You should definitely have us on. For oh, we're, we're, I just checked our calendar. We're busy, Ooh. Oh, but we're available on this day. We can pencil okay, we'll you be, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we in. can do it. Okay, we, we it. said yes. Forget it. I don't like your ideas. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anchor is the system we use and it's got a lot of cool tools. You can actually, it's kind of a one-stop shop place where you can go, you can record, edit everything, even implement songs from Spotify into your podcast. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it the most, to be honest, is that it makes us money and I love money. And it also is free, which is kind of like, you know, you save money. It's like I think that's the biggest money. thing is like it's free. So you don't have to worry about like paying any kind of fee or signing up for thing. And they do everything for you. So... You can go there. They will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other places your family are going to ignore you on. So uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started for free. Mm-hmm. Did we mention it's free? Free and you make money. You're going to make money. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Your family will ignore you. That's we're, true. It cuts to the core. We're not, we're not going to be on your podcast. Come on, kids, now gather round. Grab along and sit right down. What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire, now hit the ground. It's the campfire shit show. And now, your camp counselors, Bo Hufford and Mero Climo. I love it. Lucy Do you? Goosey. Oh, you're. <laughs> I'm feeling good today. I know you you seem really good. I like you. I feel like the key to us is us physically seeing each other for 45 minutes a week. And then we're so excited to see each other. We hugged. I know. We gave each other compliments earlier. And we we sat down and we had coffee and hugged. I know. You shed a tear for a hot second. I did shed a tear. And I was like, oh, it's okay. It's going to be all right. You hysterically rolled on the floor with laughter as I cried. That's true. That's true. You know, I noticed that about myself. When someone has like a, a serious trauma, I'm always like attentive and like, okay, this is happening. But then I absolutely without fail will make a joke like you're the ugliest crier I've ever seen because I feel like it breaks the tension yes and then you just go okay this is gonna be all right right but you like filming me and stuff I don't yeah 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 yeah. I remember I had a friend one time tell me uh that she thought she had cancer and then I just said I I'm really glad that I was able to see your face and not hear this on the phone because you are so ugly when you're crying. <laughs> and she started laughing and then it was like it broke that tension. We all need But what was funny is in the moment <laughs> there was somebody else in the conversation and they looked at me like I was the worst person <laughs> on the planet, but then the person laughed and it was like, oh, you know. We all need like the psychopath friend. I think so too. Today we have an amazing conversation with Dustin Nickerson who's a comic a podcaster from the don't make me go back there podcast which i'm wondering where there is like the back of the room the, the back rhetorical of the, there i think like isn't it? don't make me go you back know the there. idea that you say that you turn around and you to your kids yeah. don't make me come back there. oh like in the car and stuff like that yeah, yeah, yeah. you didn't get that um or, i no, mean uh, no no don't uh, make me go back i thought i meant like in his past like, yeah i think that's what it is it's probably a, like a double meaning of like Love two it. things i don't know we didn't ask him so well let's go forward there Let, let's instead of going back there let's go into <laughs> the uh, sleeping bag with our amazing guest this week dustin nickerson <laughs> just talk 
We're trying out a new f- podcast format. Yeah, yeah. Just, just talking. Just talking. Podcast. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no visuals whatsoever. Yeah. So the new podcast idea is just talking. Yeah. We and not even in ways that relate to what the other person just said. Right. right. <laughs> Everyone has their own conversation. <laughs> Banana. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's how I feel about cats. <laughs> <laughs> just sentences that don't. They just sound like it was cut and paste from different. <laughs> that would be maddening. I kind of yeah. feel like that's... Have you ever seen Comedy Bang Bang? Yes. When I first mm-hmm. watched it, I was like, I thought it was brilliant. And at the same time, I was so confused. I was just like, what is fucking happening? Right. That's how I feel about the Eric Andre show. Yeah. I watched it. I'm like, this is amazing and crazy and funny, but I'm also... Uh, I'm cringing and I don't... I don't... Uh, sometimes I don't get it. I was like, there's nothing to get. Yeah. There's no... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it meant for people on like psychedelics? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how do you pitch that? Okay, yeah, so hey, in the room. We're going to run this during the hours that most people are on drugs. <laughs> do you do drugs? No. No. No, I'm kind of kind of a square. You are. Do you have kids? I do, yeah. Oh. That, I mean, that oh, usually yeah. changes the I didn't game. do them before I had kids either, though. I Ever? smoked pot like a couple times in high school, and I was like, I don't like the way this makes me feel. I don't like feeling out of control in any oh. way. I don't. Just just to, just to ask you, uh, what month were you born in? I was month. Uh, I was born in October. October. Oh, okay, this helps. The beginning of October or the end? Is this? Are we doing horse? No, no. I'm just. It's just. Oh, a, I'm just don't. asking questions about months. That's all. Oh, it's not a, it's man. a thing. Here it's we a, go. This nonsense. Uh, so it helps me judge. I'm constantly. I'm a Scorpio. I know. Is that weird? Yeah, yeah. mysterious, <laughs> secretive. <laughs> I don't think I'm either of those things. Scorpios don't think they're that. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the thing. Uh, that is the thing about horoscopes. Every, no matter what people say, it's like, oh, what's your sign? And yeah. they tell me, like, you're so that. Exactly. You are so that. I had someone do come up to me after a show once and say that this is, I was doing the underground in Seattle. And she's, she's like, oh, I can tell you're a cancer. She's <laughs> like, oh, I was like, no, I, I'm not. I'm like a Scorpio. And she's like, oh, that's just like Scorpio. So I was like, you just changed <laughs> on me. You can't do that. Then you said, actually, I'm yeah. a Taurus. And you're like, just like a Taurus to lie. I love These are ju- It's just mystical enagrams is what it is. I you know, it. like it, people just yes. like they, something about us likes whether or not, Take out like the mystical star like element of it. Something about us likes putting personality types on people. It's true. It's and true. ourselves because we're narcissists. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And as a Leo, I am a supreme <laughs> yeah, narcissist. Exactly. <laughs> there was just a meme that I saw that was like only sick people judge people by their astrological sign, and then there was like a person, a picture of like someone in a coma at a hospital. Yeah. Every. <laughs> I, think I love that. Every like mindset and faith and worldview has some version of it too. You're like, oh, I don't believe in all that mystic stuff, but let me tell you about the five love languages. You're like, that's the exact same thing. <laughs> yes. You're doing the exact same thing. I love that idea that someone came up to you and was just like, I can tell you're a Scorpio. Based on my act. Yeah, and they were wrong. They said oh cancer. They said I was, yeah. No, they or they said, said you I were had a cancer. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I hated your I act so much. I can tell um, I'm a medical medium and you have four weeks to live. I was at this event Leukemia, in uh, Salt Lake City and it was for essential oils, doTERRA. Mm. It was the company. I think I may have told you the story mm-hmm. about how uh, they, have, they use these essential oils and each essential oil does something for them. It's called like, you know, Oh, elevation. Or, I have yeah. you at home. Whatever yeah. it is, and you put a couple drops and blah, 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 and it's supposed to enhance your life in yeah. some way, right? Focus and better sleep and walk taller or something like that. <laughs> and I was there painting and I was doing these big murals. And this woman comes up and she just straight out of the gate goes, 
I can tell you're using those oils in the paint because there's the vibration of the painting is just throbbing so hard. And I was like, first off, why did you use the word throbbing? This is straight out of a Fifty Shades of Grey novel. Why are you choosing these words? Cut to them painting together, like holding each other. You're just like, the canvas is on the floor. We're rubbing paint. sign a contract. What is happening right now? And I just looked at her and I'm like, yeah, no, it doesn't have any oils in yeah. it. And it's just like it, it's like, why would you come in so hot thinking like I know what's happening? Yeah, it's like shut the fuck up. No, I don't like that. I at have, all. yeah, I don't buy into the oils at all. And uh, but I, there are some freaks. They treat him. They treat him like like uh, Thanos's Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> you know, it's like true. they can change reality. <laughs> you know, like I have I have power and time and soul and spirit. <laughs> And like I don't, it can't do everything. It can't. It can't be like something cannot. The same thing cannot be good for your skin and your anxiety. <laughs> it can't be. But of course, yeah. some of it works because yeah. the, it's the brain. The brain is the most powerful yeah. thing you have. And so, if you sniff some peppermint and say this right. is going to get rid of my nausea, <laughs> if you believe it, it might because yeah. the brain is crazy. Because the brain can get rid of nausea. Right. I, you know, like, but. It's not the magic gypsy oil. I mean, it's anytime I see like a car crash, I'm always like, oh, if they had some like frankincense or something, they'd be. They'd <laughs> no, that's why but they crashed. They had too much oil on the wheel. It was <laughs> it's slippery. Yeah. So give us the Dustin life cliff notes version, because in full disclosure, we're not. I mean, we now we're friends, but we haven't yeah. been friends before. I know. I don't know who you are. Yeah. Why are you in my home <laughs> yeah. right now? I feel yeah. like I should get to know you a little bit. Please convince us why we should let you stay. <laughs> I was like, wasn't I invited to be on this? Totally, you were because you're very funny, and I know of you, but I don't really. I want to, I want to open up your veins, (laughs) and then inject these oils. Yeah, exactly. Well, if you were an essential oil, what would it be? Oh man, what would it be? Uh, Motor oil. That's the only essential (laughs) oil. I don't know if you know this, but if you rub motor oil on your face. It, it helps makes it darker. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it helps it get darker. <laughs> it helps it get darker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, it has two uses uh, is all yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, cliff notes on me. Uh, let's see here. Like uh, just basic bullet points. Yeah. yeah. I'm 34 years old. Nice. I was born uh, I'm from Seattle, Washington. Well, I'm from Federal Way, Washington. You lied Seattle. right away. Why? Seattle's the region. Okay. If you live in People Santee, know Seattle, you say so. San Diego, right? Well, I bet you do because yeah. Santee is like... <laughs> so wait, is Federal Way, you said? Uh, that's how you, uh, a normal person would say this federal way. Okay. How do people they say are from, it? we say federal way. Federal. We, federal. we just get rid of it. Um, okay. It's uh, let's not talk about federal way. Okay. It's not worth it. Uh, I uh, I went to the University of Washington. Uh, I uh, what'd you study? I studied uh, religion and history. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, I did. That'll not, turn you into a comic. I did no drugs during that time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got married really young, as nineteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife what? was twenty. Yeah, my uh, we had been together for like three years because we started dating in high school. You got so. married at nineteen. And no, you're not Mormon or in the military. I know. See, that's those are the things. So that you, nobody was twisting your arm. No, 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 no. We were. Uh, th- there's three things that cause er- early marriages, though, right? There's uh, mm. uh, pregnancies, mm-hmm. military, and religion. Those yeah. are the big three. So and, and we had the third one, religion. Yeah, so we were churchgoers and okay. stuff. And so you, ha- you guys are, yeah. didn't have sex before marriage. No, so that's you why had we to get married. That's why we get married. Yeah, that's why we get married. Yeah, because <laughs> I was 19. Yeah. I was like, hey, I this is got a. Yeah, this is. Uh, yeah, that's what I told my pastor. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> you guys hey, still that's love what each I told other? her dad as I asked her hand in marriage. Yeah, no, we're very happy. Yeah, it'll be. 15 years uh this uh this summer she went to yeah she goes out to my dad lives with us so she goes out to a lot of my shows like whenever we um 
not to see me, but just to go out. Which yeah, is nice. she's got to get to meet someone next and husband. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like comics. Hey, you know, he's way funnier. <laughs> uh. No, that's okay. so. At this point, you almost become like when you know someone that long. It's just like they're like sewn into you almost as like a second. There's a there's a oneness. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That you don't even really view yourself as two separate entities, you know, mm. and uh, so much so that when I experience certain things like like if I'm on the road and I'm like staying in a nice hotel or something like I don't really enjoy it because I'm like, ah, this isn't. You know, I'm it not. would be better if she was here. It would here be better if she could, was here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh we'd be sharing gosh. this together. You know, yeah. it's like an eighty-year-old couple. That's so sweet. Yeah. That really is. <laughs> I don't well, think well, I'll ever feel that way. No. Whenever <laughs> I'm in a hotel alone, I'm yeah, like, like, I get this oh, shit yeah. to myself. I mean, yeah, or or if I'm in a, like the a nice hotel with my boyfriend, I'm just like, oh, like ten more days till I stay alone. Uh, I'm just like, I hope they have those really quality hand cranes here. Jeez. The yeah, it's it's so yeah. When you when you've been together for a while, there's no doubt that you start to feel that way. But, you know, that's not to say, like, we're like, hey, it's going good. Let's just phone it in for the rest of our marriage. Because every like the next big obstacle statistically for us is when our kids leave. Right. So there's the early ones, like before you have kids, the first couple of years, the honeymoon period. Oh, my gosh, what I did. They always talk about there's like a seven year mark, too. Oh, yeah, the seven year itch. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, oh, what did I do? And then the next big kind of chunk for where a lot of people have divorces when their kids leave the house because yeah. you're you spend eight at least 18 years if you have one kid so in our case it'll be like 25 years raising Jeez. kids um and then they're gone and you're like uh-oh yeah we just did this thing together forever and now it's gone I now we like have nothing when, in common yeah. because our commonness was these kids. right yeah you had this and and you couples really have to kind of re find themselves that definitely yeah. happened to my parents and in the end my mom was just like oh yeah i don't want to be with you yeah it happens a because lot it's like you it really have my to, wife's parents too. you got to try to have something in common and when you really don't and the thing was like we're gonna build a family when that's done for the most part yeah yeah if you're in it not for each other which i think by the way is a perk to having kids young like we did because like mm-hmm. you know we're gonna be pretty young when our kids are out of the house yeah so, you'll still be active yeah and- we'll be like there won't be like, all right, these are the golden years. They're like, no, we got like 40 years left. Let's yeah. go. You yeah. know, yeah, unless you die. So your uh, wife, that happened to your wife's parents? Yeah. Did yeah. she feel like, like, I've, I can imagine when you're older and your parents get a divorce. That's very. It's harder. My my folks split when I was young, when I was like five. And that was hard. And But a lot of that's like all internalized like stuff that like comes out. But yeah. like, it's, you don't understand it as well. When you're an adult, you know what your parents are doing. You know in great detail why it ended how it ended the sure. circumstance whose fault sure. it is even if it's both their faults quote-unquote it's not usually there's one primary leader usually mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did, did you have to were you shuffled back and forth and back and forth when you were not really um so i was mostly this is back to the cliff notes i was mostly raised, raised by a single dad uh and um like because my mom split when i was pretty young and uh then she didn't really like she didn't even really try and get custody so she would we would just get her like once a month or so wow like, and then she kind of reemerged more consistently like i was a teenager you know but it was, so it was my dad and then his brother uncle butch which oh close your eyes and picture uncle butch and that's uncle butch he's just a giant behemoth of a man uh and uh he spoke in these like weird like proverbs all the time <laughs> you know like just weird things that he would say, all, like, you know, like, like yeah, one. money won't make you happy, but it sure as hell won't make you sad. Just <laughs> stuff like that. And I was like, all right. You know, like he just had a pocket full of these at all times. And and you're like, 
and I remember he would be like, everything in moderation. It's like, but you're 400 pounds. Yeah. You're 400. <laughs> I picture him like on a porch saying this or something. Yeah, he was in his recliner. Yeah. It's a recliner. Yeah, and he was an alcoholic. Uh, but it's fine. Both of uh, <laughs> Anyway, I know that. That's so just the idea that uh, he was it, it's so funny. You know, he passed this last summer and, and it was like a nice, like kind of goodbye to him and everything. Because, you know, when you're a kid, you don't really evaluate people's flaws unless they physically harm you until like later in life, you know. But as a yeah. kid, I was like, hey, I'm glad there's someone here because my dad would work early mornings. And so Butch would, quote unquote, watch us, which <laughs> just meant he was in the house <laughs> like he was asleep. But technically, there was another adult in the home. If the house was lit on fire, like Butch could maybe help. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, it might have been his, his fault. His alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> over. So then you left federal Federal way. Federal way. And, and you then left Washington. The, I, well, no, I went to the University of Washington. Oh, yeah. I moved up to Seattle. And, uh, but we got married. My, which, so I, we, I graduated from high school, like with an AA. Like, I was like in a hurry to grow up. So, like, I was like, I graduated with a two year degree from college, but I graduated from high school. So I went to, when I was, my first year, my first semester at um, University of Washington, UW was, I was a junior already. So, like, I just, like, I had no interest in, like, like after sophomore year of high school, I was like, I'm I'm good. You're good, yeah. I don't need any more of this. Like yeah. you know, yes. I quit sports. I like I was really I was like I was a baseball player. I was involved in uh, ASB, all that kind of stuff, and I was like a fairly like quote unquote like normal popular not poor, popular. I was middle of the road kid. Wait, what's ASB? Uh, like uh, associate student body. Like I was oh. like sophomore like vice president like oh i was gosh. involved kid did you give speeches like yeah i gave speeches and like you know like i got grades and stuff but i was like how ah, this is stupid yeah. none of this is gonna last this yeah. is all so dumb <laughs> was that your speech you got up there and yeah like, <laughs> vote for me <laughs> the last speech i ever gave actually i remember i was uh, I, I came back my junior year to be a campaign manager for somebody uh this girl desiree who wasn't like a really cool kid but we were friends and she's like dustin i you could give me a speech i have never i forgot about the story till right now <laughs> if you could give me a speech like you could help me win and i was like oh that's very nice of you to say and i remember i went and i gave the speech i was like desiree is great she's so smart and i know this because i have been cheating off her in biology <laughs> for maybe that's my cheating as a scorpio for like the last six and it got a huge laugh and i was like everybody don't vote for the cool kid. We always vote for the cool kid. And I'm telling you, Desiree is way cooler and way better. And then, like, I named, I started making fun of, like, roasting, like, the other oh, popular oh. kid. And it was crushing. And she won in a landslide. Wow. Really? And then I pretty much left the school. <laughs> Your first like, mic drop. Yeah, I was like, I'm out. See you guys later. And I remember the teacher being like, you're cheating? I was like, you know, I don't know how to, I don't know biology. I don't. And wait, you can, so someone could just leave, they can drop out of high school, right? That's not a No, I wasn't or... dropping out. I went you to just... this program where you could take college classes because your first two years of college and your last two years of high school are like the same yeah so there's a program i'm not sure california has some version of it but it's called running start in in washington where they're like hey listen like this english class that you take at the college can count for your high school too so oh. that's why I, yeah so i took college and they're like free so uh yeah. why didn't we know about this i could have been done two years yeah early. it what saved a lot of time and money so when I went to UW, I was like, I did one semester before we got married. So it was a like different kind of. Jeez. Yeah. You're on like a Doogie Howser track or something. Yeah. Yeah. Not as smart, though. No, no, no. <laughs> I am a B average. I, <laughs> there's no like super genius in there. Uh, you so know what? I, I can't get this out of my head. I know I want to go back a little a little bit. Uh, I'm thinking about your wife going to your shows. And I, it yeah. brought up something interesting for me because it's like not many professions do. Uh, you invite someone to come see you work. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And then they get to judge not only the work that you're doing, <laughs> but then they compare it to other people's work. Right. And they're like, you would never go see John at the bank go work and go, well, Sarah right. looks like she does her job better than you do, yeah. John. You know, uh, John, you gave her an extra 20 when you were given the cash. Does <laughs> that ever build anxiety in you, uh, being a performer, to, to have your wife there and go, I didn't have a really good set, but boy, that other person did. It used to, but I'm so confident. Uh, in no matter like not confident i'm like secure like because i know because she's seen me i'm i'm at a point right now career wise where like a bomb doesn't crush me anymore and it wouldn't crush her either yeah like she just knows like i know like that's just part of it yeah like last night i did 30 minutes at gingers which is a venue in downtown san diego and it's uh it was fine. It was a fine set. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it wasn't great, but it You're was also 25-ish people yeah. in a pretty, like, it was definitely a bar-like setting. I'm on the floor. There's no stage. The lighting's bad. And, you know, I'm, and I'm, I do like, I end up doing like 35 and it went objectively okay. But I'm also working new stuff in there. And so for Melissa, it's less about the show. It's more about like, hey, we're going out. And, I, you know, she's a stay-at-home mom. Well, she works She works a lot on the quote-unquote business with me. like, And, that you know, she like runs the books and does her taxes and stuff she's like that. She's a lifeager. Yeah. And then she also like teaches a couple hours at like a group exercise class. But for the most part, she's a stay-at-home mom. So she's happy to leave the house. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like it, – it, it's more like we show up and she just grabs my drink tickets. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. That's great. Now, do you consider yourself a clean comic? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a clean comic. That's so funny because, uh, and I love this. I love this. Is like I've seen you perform a couple times. You did our show, and uh, you were awesome. Absolutely won the room over. Oh, thanks, man. And what I think is interesting is that I never noticed that oh, you that's were the highest compliment a clean you can comic. Get. And and until this very moment, I'm like, oh, <laughs> you you are religious or were or. Somehow we're majorly in that world, right? But I didn't know that, and that is a great thing as a viewer to not be kind of like constantly reminded, like yeah, you know, people going around going, "I'm a clean comic, the cleanest." That's because I like God. It's right. like it's okay <laughs> that you do. I just don't know that it needs to be a major part of someone's act, right? Like, to be talking about it, so yeah. it's it, it is a compliment to you. It's like, the highest compliment you can get as a clean comedian or any type of comedian when really uh, they just notice if you're funny or not, right? Like, yeah, you know, and then. I I had a uh, I was um I was headlining this room in Tucson called Laughs Comedy Cafe. It's a cool little room and it's it's kind of like where you start headlining like it's a room a guy like me plays and 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 the host goes like I didn't notice you were clean or he said like clean comedians are usually like the crossfitters of clean <laughs> comedians like they just have to talk about it. They just have to be like, I'm clean, I'm clean, I'm clean, I'm crazy. And it's like, yeah, I don't think it's some superior form. There are types like a Seinfeld. Uh, Norm MacDonald said that on the newest, on his last Comedians in Cars, where Norm is, you know, is very funny. Like, it's the classic Norm where he's like, it's very the two of them where Norm's like, you know, you would never say this, but I think that um clean comedy is a superior form of comedy and Seinfeld's like of course it is <laughs> it's very much the two of them because Seinfeld is like clean and like cl- but the most pompous individual in the world and that's part right. of his appeal I he's like the Pope of I comedy. love it oh I my love god it yeah too. me too when he speaks on behalf of comedy like whatever he says right 
Whatever he says is right. I agree. And yeah. I love the whole his car, the comedians and it's cars. It's so thing. fun. Because I love how like he yeah. also adds an element of just like arrogance about the cars. Yeah. And I like that too. I'm down with but that. But at the same time, remember that clip I they just resurfaced like six months ago, even though it's from that old special. Remember it's him, Rock, Louis C. K. and uh Ricky Gervais, and he's the only one that doesn't say the N word. And he's like, I don't think you should say that <laughs> like, wow. because he's like, so he is as pompous, but he's also like a reasonable human being. He's just wildly successful. Yeah. yeah. And, and I also think, though, he does a really good job of he, he's that part of what we all want to be, which is just say what's on our fucking yeah. mind and be confident with it. Yeah. Because there are times that Seinfeld will be like. I'm rich. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking? Yeah. Like he wouldn't say what the fuck, but yeah. he'd say, "What the heck are you talking about? I'm rich. Like I'm gonna do I whatever I want." All the stuff of him parading interviewers. Yeah. Like, this is a terrible question. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you get into comedy? Something like that. I watched a thing with Mulaney too. They were doing like, "Where are you from? Chicago." Boring question. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> like it's just and there are basic things that you're just like, uh, like just, come on. Just to be clear, Meryl, you did just ask. I know. I, know. I said that question. as I said it. It's okay. <laughs> Oh. It's okay. It's okay. I'm, I'm the Seinfeld as well. So like, I'm asking this to you, but I'm also picturing myself like driving in a Cadillac, yeah. being like. But I was gonna say like, um, uh, there was a clip of him, I guess, like Kesha, the, you know, the music yeah, person, Kesha. Yeah, and I great. loved how like she went to hug him at an interview, and he kind of he yeah. thought that she was just like a plebeian, and he was kind yeah. of like, you could tell that he wanted to like Lysol yeah. her off. I of like him. that he didn't know who yeah. she was. Yeah, Me too. that and, was the best. And that he doesn't want like a common folk to like touch him. Yeah. I love that. For He's the like, record, yeah, I'm if, all right. I wouldn't know who she was. I wouldn't either. Yeah. I, you know, and so in that setting. Just some rando, which, by the way, how famous is Jerry Seinfeld? Right. And how much of a cultural icon is he that Kesha comes up and wants to hug him? Yeah. What? Yep. Even when I saw that, I was like, Kesha cares about Seinfeld. And I was like, I guess he's been on TV yeah. every second of every day for and 20 you years. That yeah. You know this person and probably, you know, to her to her demise. really, yeah. She feels like she knows him. Yes. He has no fucking clue yeah it's very true and i think that's true of comedians and i think that's even more true of podcasters Mm. because i feel that in the podcast i listen to and i'm already even though we're a newer podcast i'm already starting to see it with people who come like they feel like because they just listen to you that's true for an hour a week and they know you so well and they feel like that you're just talking directly directly to them you know it's it's i've had so many people comment on like uh you guys were talking and I found myself talking to the radio, like yeah. talking to the, the <laughs> yeah. stereo, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Why are you saying this? Or just trying to chime in on it. Mm-hmm. Our issue like, now is that people are getting to know yeah. me and still yeah. trying to still listen. Yeah. <laughs> My friends are all like, what is wrong with her? Right. What's her address? <laughs> no, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> well, so, you, so your podcast is Don't Make Me Come Back There. Yeah. Right? So we are a funny podcast about family. It's called Don't Make Me Come Back There. New episodes every Tuesday. Uh, we, uh, it's, it's, we talk to all kinds of different guests, uh, just kind of all in the vein of family stuff so but not like all parenting because not all my guests have kids so it could be just about childhood stuff or like um you know uh we've had some fun like themed episodes on like wedding planning and people that process are like uh one of my favorite episodes is with a comedian named jenny jennings and you know she's a nanny so talking about her life as a nanny just stuff like that because like family stuff is the stuff that binds us all together whether it's good well the good and the bad of it so um yeah, it's a, it's mostly comedians, but um, you know we've done uh, you know a couple different authors and speakers and stuff like that too. So yeah, have uh, you had any like shit show moments on the podcast itself? Like any episodes gone wrong or no? So far, not 
No, no. Things How have about been a, must be nice. Yeah, yeah not not, <laughs> not not yet. How about any uh, like you on the road or at shows? Uh, were there any times that one of your performances just went to hell? Oh yeah, there's not even that. There's so many. Tell yeah. us, tell. Is there yeah. one yeah. that stands out. out that you're like, okay, this was the ultimate like things just. Oh yeah, I got booed off stage at a college once. That and it was. This wasn't even that long ago. This was like a little over a year ago. It was uh, at a college where all college gigs are bad gigs. Like there's no good ones. I can't imagine they would be. There's okay ones, but there's not good ones. And usually the first problem is that they're not there for comedy. You would rather an empty room than a group of people that are not there for comedy. Yeah. yeah. So I go in and we're, uh, uh, it's, a, uh, it's a small little podunk town in uh, Glenville, West Virginia. And like, there's like one West stop Virginia. Light. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. It's a bad start. Yeah. I feel like the yeah. the families Every, are all married. Everyone's to each wearing other. camo. There's like I remember I, like the f- last house I saw as I drove in, like their uh, their garage was a uh, Confederate flag. Like the whole garage, yeah. the oh whole door. God. Yeah, and I was that's like, my hometown. Yeah, not, not that one, but yeah, like but you my know hometown what has about. that yeah. in Ohio. Yes, and that's northern. That's yeah, Yankee but it's a small town of 800 people. So it's funny. I was in Ohio the night before I did that gig. Drove to that gig, uh, and uh, I was sick too. I got like a an infected cut. Like uh, I had like an open wound, and it got like infected. Oh so God. I was oh also physically God. ill. Uh, <laughs> How did and, you cut yourself? And I'd been on the road for. It was actually I'd had like a little surgery, like a little like mole removed, and then that got infected. Oh, yeah. oh man. And then I'd been on the road for too long too, so I was in a bad place going into it. <laughs> and I was just like, just do the job, Dustin. And, and, and when you do these things, you're doing sixty minutes. A full oh. hour. No opener. See, that's too long. Wait, 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 wait. I made wait. it 17 minutes. <laughs> you did? <laughs> yeah. And uh, everything's wrong. People are like playing soccer. Like, what's going on? Like, in the, it's like a cafeteria. And wait, pe- why do they have you there? Like, what's the setup here? Like, they just decided to have they one guy have come comedy. do comedy? Like, yeah. college programming. Yeah, they're, they're, exactly, it's not yeah. a comedy like thing. No, it's there's like, like a flyer on the campus, one flyer. Uh. I remember, so there, there's one table in front of me, and I'm trying to talk to them because they won't stop talking to each other. Yeah. And I go, and, and at one point she goes, uh, why are you still, why do you keep talking to me? I was like, well, you know, I'm doing this comedy thing. Uh, you know, I got a microphone. Me, and she goes, I'm not here for this. You're interrupting me. And I was like, <gasps> oh, this is going to go bad. Uh-huh. And what happened was, at first, it was just going to be a bad gig for me doing this one hour uh, for this, like, one table. <laughs> but then more people started coming in. Uh, but they weren't coming in directly to the show. They were kind of coming into the back. And there was this, there was this, I remember the number, forget, there was a sandwich lady who was like yelling the sandwich orders like every 30 seconds, you know, like <laughs> tuna on rye for Andy, Andy, like this loud, like louder than I was on the mic. And I kind of tried to play with that. I was like, I bet you're not going to stop. And she's like, no. <laughs> like, and, and she says that to me. And I'm just, I'm bombing. And I'm looking down at the clock. And it's like 11 minutes. I'm like, 11? Oh, my god. I feel like gosh. I've been up here for hours. But what's happening is I'm bombing so hard. And I'm trying to engage people. I'm trying to talk to them, which was a mistake. I should have sat down on that stool, monologued an hour, yeah. not even looked up maybe, and yeah. just done my act and got and just, out of yeah, it. Yeah, just done it as like yeah. a practice routine. There was almost. no winning. The trying yeah. was losing, yeah. you know? Yeah. And now, because I'm bombing so hard, there's this like mob-like mentality forming in the back of the room oh that I can't see. They're shouting stuff at me. They're like, I'm starting to hear some you sucks, like yeah. a little booze, stuff like yeah. that. I'm trying anything. I'm like, And I remember the, the tipping point was... 
they're already starting to kind of boo me a little bit and it's starting to get more and more like this mob which is the biggest fear in comedies that a whole room will turn on you right you have no allies right it's just you and they're literally blocking the exit. So, oh my gosh! Uh, I'm like, look, I'm already in my mind. I've like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna finish here. I've already kind of yeah. quit. And because in a situation like that, you, you, I mean, in some club situations, you can fight back and be the one still in charge. That's the thing. I can't be mean to you. These can't guys. be mean because yeah. they are going. I can't swear. Yep. I can't be mean. Yep. I can't insult them. I can't insult the city. I can't insult the call. I have no tools. Right. Right. You know, like, and the, the worst thing you could do is stop and go, actually, okay, so you guys ready for the raffle? And yeah. then give something away. And that's, that's it. And I then get the hell out <laughs> of there. It's like, it's you versus yeah. a tuna sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> what I remember what happened uh, is the tipping point was I tried and I was like, all right, this is uh, and I go, what's your name? And the guy goes D and I go, no, it's not. And he goes, D's nuts. Oh. And then they like yelled for a minute. Ah, got it. You suck. And I put the mic in the stand and I said, I don't need this. And I walked out because uh, I, I quit. Cause I was like, there's no winning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm not. And now also maybe if I was in a better state of mind, maybe if I was a little more of experience of a comic, maybe any of these things. And I remember I get called from like the dean. What do you mean you left? And I was like, you had nobody there to help me. This was no show. And, right. you know, he's like, you, you total lack of professionalism. Oh, blah, my blah. gosh. And then I talked to like the uh, my agent. And at the time I was working for this like really low ball agent who like my agency now would like never even put me in a gig like that but at the when you're starting this wasn't even that long ago by the way like uh um i make it sound like you know six eight years ago no you're like last week yeah no, no, no. yeah it was like uh they stinking um <laughs> he was like no so i guess after you left they all uh went up on stage and started doing impersonations of you oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> more their best. I, would, I would pay to have that tape uh, i would i and then i so i had to sleep in uh I didn't have a hotel that night, so I went and slept in the Baltimore airport and then took a red eye, like, first flight out. And then I woke up in San Diego with, like, probably, like, a hundred notifications on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram <gasps> that just said, like, D's nuts, got him, got him. No. Got him. Yeah, yeah, oh, my gosh. Yeah. They won't leave you alone. They what if, like, leave me alone. every yeah. day you yeah. just have a mob? No, I, I think about that, that gig once a day. Wow, really? Every day I think about it. So It doesn't the, sting as much, but it, it hurts. And that's I, the gig. That's the gig that will make you... The best comic I got you can on stage be. the next night. I, I was gonna say yeah. that's the, the next thing. Night. Yeah. That when you're on whatever you, wherever you go, yeah, the, the top of your game, whatever that is, it will be because of. There you should are, go back and show. tour one. There day. are sixty Mongols <laughs> in West Virginia. They're just cannibals, just absolute. The bottom feeders of the earth, and they're all mating with each other. So think they're I'm be... the least funny comedian yeah. in history. <laughs> And I just can't wait to get on the Tonight Show and tell that yeah. story and be like, I win. <laughs> Even though you know no, what you I just, did, and you just go, uh, and then also D's nuts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I and like it was that. so. You know what? When that happened, I remember when they all laughed at that. I was like, this. I have nothing for them. That's right. what I felt like. And right. so I was like, there, I, there's no, there's no recovery here. Now right. I, I do regret. Why well, I, I can't fully say that I regret walking. That's like the biggest faux pas in comedy is like sure. you do your time you do your time yeah and so part of me is like ah, i should have stayed on and i should have done it and then another part of me is like no that i've had probably say like that was a real power play that you walked off knowing you weren't going to get paid too and go no i'm out so I you didn't get, get paid for no the i didn't get paid and i knew now part of that is i'd been on the road the week a week so i like had money in my pocket so like if i had flown out just to do that gig uh, or something yeah. that that would have been a different sure. story yep but it's not like I was like raking in huge, huge money. This was an add-on gig that I was just like, 
No, there's power in like honestly like turning down jobs and opportunities power, too. No, because, but it, yeah. even still, like maybe if one of the factors was different. Maybe if I wasn't sick. Maybe if any of it. If but, your back wasn't bleeding. And yeah, bleeding, yeah, maybe. But <laughs> hopefully, instead, you infected them that night with your own blood. Yeah, I remember though. I had watched a lot of things where they talk about like though if like you bomb, what you do next is really what happens. You know, that's like. Like Tiffany Haddish having that bad set a couple months ago, yeah. Yeah. and then she was at the factory like the next night. Like that's what people right. don't realize. Like comedians have bad sets, of course. You know? And and we have hell gigs in situations like that where you're like, there's no winning. I cannot win in this scenario. Yes. I'm not good enough yet. Maybe a better version of me, maybe a different comic could have won, but I was gonna lose yes. that night. I yeah. just got back from um from Sketchfest in San Francisco. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was there with with our friend, our common friend Lauren O'Brien, and. Uh, one of the sketch teams that I saw her perform with was like bombed so bad. And it was the kind of thing where I was watching them thinking this could be like the type of experience where on the flight home that they might like cancel their entire sketch team because they even asked the crowd, you know, I'm looking for something you buy at a mall. And someone answered like not feeling it. Like they were getting shot down on even getting suggestions from people. And it was just like, it was universally bad. And then the other two sketch teams came on and did a great job. But I was thinking like this would be something that I could see people then deciding like I'm ending this. But I was going to I said I was thinking to myself, too, like this could also be the thing that if they keep going, maybe two years from now, they laugh about that. So do you deal with any with like a lot of feelings of like, nah, I should give it up. Or is that just you're buffered out of that? No, no, I don't. There's no I should quit. Good. good. I'm not. The only thing that I would quit comedy is like if my wife was like, hey, you got to quit this or something like that. Then I would. But the. But I would not in that. No, there's no real scenario because you once you like that's a rock bottom gig. Like I've never heard someone tell me a much worse story than that one. And I remember I was texting friends and calling friends like as it was happening. I was like, dude, this everything just went to hell. <laughs> everything. This is everything just went real bad. And and I remember I went on stage the next night here in San Diego and my friend Taylor Tomlinson was there and, you know, her and her, her and I like came up together and like I got off stage and I had like a good 20 minute set in a pretty rowdy bar show. Like and got off. She hugged me. She's like, welcome back. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. But there was no. But I, what I'm impressed by is the people that bomb consistently. I think that if I bombed, like if I did that for a year straight, I'd be like, oh, I'm just bad. at this. Right. right. That's something I always ask. I'll see. I've, I've heard some of these up and coming comics. They're like, oh, uh, I go to these awful shows where nobody is happy that I'm there. I do five to 10 minutes of stuff, no laughs. And I do it every night of the week. I'm like, what the Why? fuck? Yeah. No. Why? Yeah. And I guess if it's for you, if you have, if you get something out of it, then yeah. whatever, live your life. But right. Just and we don't just... have grand. Yeah. I don't know. It's it, to me, I compare it to like, um, like a, like golf. Like I, I, this last year, like, I, I worked the road with some people who like to golf. So I was like, oh, I should try and get better at this. Yeah. And if I consistently played that game and didn't get better, then I'd be like, I'm just not going to play this. Like, this isn't for yeah, me. Yeah. I have to show not every not every game has to be better than the last. But I have a year from now, I'm not getting better scores <laughs> than I was like, just be like, no, you suck at this. Yeah. You have to stop golfing. Unless it's fun, then I guess keep doing it. But I, it's not fun. Golf sucks when it's That's how I felt about yoga. I was like, I'm getting less flexible. I'm more stressed. I'm broke. Like, <laughs> yoga, I had no benefits uh, after doing yoga. It's Leo of you. I love that story of the West Virginia show because I, before you came, I watched the, uh, the video of you 
doing a set at a was it a church? I don't know. Uh, and it was an all black. Oh yeah, church. I just posted that yesterday. White yeah. comic Holy black church. White comic black church. Yeah. yeah. Moly, that you was amazing because that room was on nobody fire. expected you to come up. How how in in the were you the first comic? No, or? I was like the third or fourth. Okay, so it's an all black <laughs> congregation. I love black churches yeah. too. It's a. Uh, all black comics and a black pastor, and then yeah. you and me. Yeah, and that was it. And so when they brought up the next comic, you came up and you're like, "I bet you weren't expecting yeah, that." And it's yeah. like, and everyone loses it. And that's an example where you probably are in in some ways out of your element, like yes. you were in West Virginia. Yeah, only to you your benefit. Yeah, freaking owned it because every single one of your jokes, like co- before you even started your set, essentially, you know, you just yeah. c- with a couple. Yeah, like, that was the first two minutes of my set. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so uh, you just like really hit it hard. And, and I, I suggest anybody listening should go to your Facebook page. Is that where it was? Yeah, it's on all the socials, Facebook, Facebook Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. I think yeah. it's the last video I put up. So it's really funny. That's an example, though, of like the difference there. And it could have gone bad because there were some comics that did not do well that night. But the the difference there is that was a crowd that was there for comedy. And yeah, that yeah. makes all the difference, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So like Riff City, the show that you run. Yeah. Uh, those people are there for comedy. If right. it was because j- you charge a cover and that makes all the difference in the world. Those people at that college and most college gigs. There, when you're high, we call it hijacking. When you're hijacking a room, <laughs> it's gonna be bad. Yeah. And, yeah. and the skills that you have to have are not the skills that I care to have as a comic, which are like, you know, doing crowd work and to know you. Everybody, come on in here. Like where you're just like, oh gosh, no. you know. Like I remember this old video of like, uh, uh, bands can pull that off. There's an old video of of, of Rage playing at a, a college. It's one of my favorite videos, uh, Rage Against the Machine, where like, uh, like nobody, like they they go up there. And this would have been probably like 92, 94, right sure. before, you know, the first big uh, Evil Empire album yeah. hits and like, and nobody's there. There's like a one person on a blanket in this big field. And then like halfway through their set, it's, oh, everyone's like, oh my gosh, this is unbelievable. Look at this. Like, this who yeah. are these people? This, this is like one of the best bands I've ever heard. Yeah. This is so oh, good. Yeah. But that doesn't happen in comedy. It just looks sad. It looks yeah. sad from a distance. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> look at this guy just bombing over. It's not good. We don't. Comedy is not, uh, there's a f- comedian friend of my name, Johnny W., says comedy cannot be enjoyed passively. Yeah. And that's true. Like, yes. you, ca- you have to be, boom, you have to be engaged with every word yes. that they're saying. And I love comedy, but as a, like, to be quite honest, watching like a 60 minute set is too much, like, for my ADD brain. Yeah. Um, I just went to go see a really cool show, which I hope we continue to kind of sprinkle in these formats, is that it was a, uh, it was science, and it was called like Stand Up for Science. Was this Tim Lee? It was Shane Moss and oh Holmes. Shane Moss, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I loved it. So basically, it was like fifteen minutes of uh, there was two UCSD professors giving a lecture that had like was nothing. Was this to at do UCSD? With, no, it was okay. at um in LA Dynasty oh, yeah, Typewriter, yeah. and so it was basically like they each gave a fifteen minute just like class, basically no no comedy on their end, just like a yeah. class on evolution, and then sprinkled in. Then like he would do a fifteen minute set, then Pete Holmes did a fifteen minute set, and like I love that way of kind of yeah. uh, mixing it in. Do you see yourself like putting on shows like that? Oh, I hate everything you just said. No, <laughs> yeah, no. And I, how did you get I, started I, in comedy? Everything I hate. Yeah, I just yeah. No. Really? <laughs> yeah. No, I stand up comedy is my favorite thing in the world. Okay, good. Then we will lovingly <laughs> I listen, disagree. I listen to it all day long. Oh, really? I, I listen to podcasts. 
podcast. I love stand up. I'll watch. Who's your favorite comic? John Mulaney. Oh, nice. John Mulaney's really? Yeah. See, and I'll take 15 minutes of him, but then I need like a, a, a cat doing acrobats for like no, 20 minutes. I'll listen to my favorite comedy specials. I'll watch late night sets. I've devoted my life to stand up comedy. I respect that. I love and that. I, d- I hate theme shows. Oh, like different kind of things. I hate all of it. That's See, I, I want people to know that stand up comedy is the best live form of entertainment other than music that you can get. Oh, my God. I love th- I like yeah, your yeah. fervor. I appreciate yeah, that. No, no, like it's uh, n- nothing. <laughs> don't, don't. Look at his body language too. Good at, you know how hard stand up comedy is? You know how hard these I want to take a video work? of you. You are crossing it's, every part of you. I love yeah, that. Yeah, well, yeah, this is my natural <laughs> posture. <laughs> I, it's, it's, I, yeah, I don't. A regular Uncle Butch over here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Somebody like. Uh, Somebody said this once, like, there's, like, these theme shows, like, in L.A., like, there's that one, like, Follow That, where they play, like, some clips, and you gotta follow it or something like that. Oh, yeah. And somebody was, like, somebody told me, like, isn't stand-up hard enough? Is yeah. it, why do we need to add this? You oh, know, yeah, there's that one that's like in the back of a comic shop or something that they do. Oh, that's great. Oh, what, what is uh, that? The, so Nerd Melt. Nerd Melt shut down. But that show, those shows were unbelievable. All the shows at Nerd Melt. But I even did one there with my buddy Matt Donahair. Like, he had one there. It was like a, what was it? Like the bucket list or something. It was like, you had to draw something before your show, like from a bucket. And it would like. You, we have to incorporate in your set somehow. So they'd yeah. be like, hey, you have to say this word a few times or you have to be drawing while you do it. Or I remember I did it once and I had to sit in the crowd or something like that. Yeah. And it was like, and that was like fun and unique, but it, that's just all marketing. They're just trying to sell tickets. That's what your right. thing was. That stupid thing you went to. <laughs> that you paid money. You should have just paid money to go see stand-up comedy. That <laughs> oh my God. Like it's not... You know, oh. like, see that is so funny because on the flip side, I think the next day I went to go see Eliza Schlesinger for like yeah. an hour, and like halfway through, I was honestly like writing down on notes like that I have to do laundry the next day. Like it was a half hour in, and I'm like different braiding things for different brains. <laughs> exactly, I, yeah. I, I respectfully uh, disagree, but it, none I, of I me love is that like you, you know that. what I want to listen to is a professor. Oh, are great. you kidding? Oh my god, I oh, love that. Gosh, freaking nerds! I, I have, I, I was like that made me feel alive. Whereas yeah. like uh, just so every, you know, every public speaker in the world, professors. Pastors, TED Talk, all of them dream of being stand-up comedians. Yeah. They would all do it if they could. Right. It's the, it is the highest octane form, the straight, you know, from the faucet, like, like of, 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 of entertainment and speaking as you can get. So anytime somebody's like, oh, have you seen this like TED Talk? It's pretty funny. It's like, I bet it's not. I bet it's somewhat instant like uh, all of those guys would be stand-ups if they can i mean i learned about how women smell during yeah. their and was- that professor wish he was wishes he was funny enough to do stand-up comedy <laughs> <laughs> he does. I, I can't if tell he, you yeah. how much i'm just in awe and enjoying yeah. this moment i of love Utah it and Merrill, if like, he had a nope. funny bone in his rad. body he would have <laughs> dropped out of uh, grad school and been, started you've doing been watching. Uh, you've been Everybody watching, wants to be stand-up comedians. You've been watching nah, Seinfeld. Seinfeld too much, huh? No, anybody who's in that line of <laughs> work wants that? to be yeah. a stand-up. Look at Neil deGrasse Tyson. That guy wants to be a comedian. Sure. Oh, yeah. He's sure. like the smartest person alive. Yes. Or he's just markets himself well. But like, why is he always showing up on comedy shows? Because he wants to be a comedian. Yeah. Is why. Okay, where are you with me on this? My nightmare is going to a party and like watching someone play the guitar acoustically <laughs> the for guitar like guitar at the party. That yeah, but do you like? Because yeah. I mean, someone yeah. could say there's no better thing than like playing the bongos with my friends and kicking back. But like that, I fucking that's my if nightmare. That's fun to them, whatever. But what do you yeah, feel? How do you go, feel about that? No, I don't. If, it, if somebody starts playing music in front of me, I'm leaving the room. That's <laughs> how I feel. You know what is the most awkward thing is and when someone tries to sing to you. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can't. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Get me out of here. So you mentioned comedians and cars. So I was going to I was going to ask you. Uh, I would love to do it. Are you offering? Uh, no, no, no. You have an in on uh, that? If Seinfeld picked you up in a car, what would you want the car to Ooh, be? That's a good oh, that's a cool question. 
Like what kind Way of way to car? not ask where he's from or how he started in comedy, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know what questions not to ask, Meryl. <laughs> I can't help it. Man, I am not a car guy. Like I don't. Yeah. Are you? I yeah. I, I know cars. Yeah. Uh, because I'm a designer, I'm obsessed with especially certain types of car, and I can, for some reason, I have that. You know, like people can remember names or phone numbers or this. I can tell you pretty much every car on the road when i see it from really? far i'm like oh that's a 52 chevy oh yeah my dad whatever that way. I, I just am so i know cars that way mm-hmm. but if you were to pop the hood i'm like what's all this in here how'd yeah. that get there <laughs> you like like bodies I yeah like, like car yeah, bodies I yeah. yeah i do yeah, yeah, yeah. i do yeah, yeah. yeah. i'm gonna Got really really stuff. creepy there yeah this is clean comedy over here okay uh, i didn't is, say that no I no no, no. your yeah. podcast <laughs> i can sit on a sit on a stick shift if i want oh my god meryl that's your yeah. Is that the so name of it? <laughs> <laughs> is that the name? Sitting that, on a uh, stick yeah. shift Ooh, with Meryl. Yes. Yeah. Mm. What, uh, so what car would you be? Do you have any idea of like... <laughs> because I'm not like impressed by cars, uh-huh. I would want something like sentimental. I would want something that's like maybe like a... Like the car that JFK got shot in? Yes. Oh, that's actually that's the good first one. thing that I was thinking. Really? Whatever one... Brain uh, Princess Diana crashed. Oh, that, that one. one. Sorry, yeah. Specifically. He something. You up. Yeah. <laughs> That specific car still totaled just because I was such a fan. That's a good one. (laughs) No, like something Uh. attached to there's something that one thing I like about it is that it has like some meaning usually to what he thinks about. Yeah, those comedians. I like that, too. Some of the cars Uh, you're like, okay, that looks like what that comedian should be. And, And other times it's like he picked up. Oswald, Patton Oswald in a DeLorean. Yeah. And, well, yeah, of course. That's yeah. so cool. Wait, He's is Oswald the one that killed JFK? No, yes. no, Patton. no that's yes. Patton Oswald. He did. Oh, who's a stand up? I know yeah. that. From yeah, which okay. you don't go to stand up. Yeah, exactly. So. I know that from He's like He's a passing professor at UCSD. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't know who he is. <laughs> he I'm getting a, my PhD in him. He does uh, a science talk that pairs itself with comedy. Oh, oh my gosh, God. Dustin, I want to go. I want there to be like 10 minutes of like learning how to like sew and then 10 minutes of comedy uh, and do. then seven minutes you, of will, will you headline that at that show <laughs> no i will not no uh speaking of things that we hate let's do a bug bite yes awesome yuck bug bites themed comedy shows yes. that's, uh, <laughs> that's a, i know <laughs> i have a big list of okay. these things there are so good many we want, i would say the majority of things in the world the majority of things I, in the I, world annoy me are you persnickety i don't maybe like, um, are you a curmudgeon? Yeah, Nickerson. That's how you say my are last you name. Dustin, Dustin first Nickerson. But are you kind of like one of those Muppets? You know, the Muppets at the top of the theater? The old man? Oh, a little bit, yeah. I don't like things that other people like. So tell us a couple <laughs> things you don't like. I don't like, uh, let's see, what kind of just of mine? I don't, uh, I don't like motorcycles. Okay. Why? Uh, I don't, it's, uh, why? Who's that for? You don't need to prove yourself. Nobody's like. impressed by that. <laughs> Nobody thinks that's cool. O- only other motorcycle drivers right. and the worst kind of girls. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go <laughs> with like, like hey, I don't care what you say, dad. I'm going to, you know, like, it's like. Uh, I can't picture you on spring break. I feel like you're not douchey. No, 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 no. I have integrity. Yeah. I, like I have a conscience. Yeah. I don't, you seem spring like, break is your second one. <laughs> I don't need any of that. Like, who is this? You don't. Why? Oh, first off, it's just like we have rich parents. Let's go. You know, like we're degenerates, but we come for money because uh, yeah. spring breaks are. I always look at those trips. I was like, what that cost? 8K? <laughs> the flight, the hotel, 9, the booze. Shout yeah. out 2003 Jamaica. Oh, Where's gosh. my crew? Yeah. 
<laughs> right, Amy Iris? Oh it was man. Fun. Uh, no, I don't. I don't like. Uh, I also just like like uh, the noising. That's an old man part of me. I don't, don't like, like any, noise. Yeah, I'm like loud cars. I'm like, oh cool, you set off an alarm. That's me. I hate loud motorcycles and cars. I hate them so much. I am much. very sensitive to sound. It's like yeah. there'll be a drip like going on like in the sink, and I'll yeah. be two rooms over. I'm like, somebody's got to shut that water yeah. off. <laughs> you know? I'm really bad. Like yeah, that. I don't like that. I don't like uh, anybody. Like I'm, I like uh, I really like good coffee, but mm-hmm. I also. I'm sorry. I just want to no, apologize. no. It's good. I also cannot stand the person that will not drink bad coffee. I like agree. I have I have no room for in my life for people who won't drink a cup of McDonald's coffee. Oh yeah. I'll cut you off. Yeah. <laughs> I cuz I'm like this coffee is fine. Yes. Yeah. Like gas station coffee, okay maybe. That's probably yeah. been sitting there for a long time. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Wait, that. did you work at Starbucks? I did. Yeah. <gasps> you kind of so, have to and, uh, and but like and that was like my introduction to coffee. So yeah. It, so Starbucks in Seattle is kind of like McDonald's. Like you settle for it. It's there's really? so many good options, you right, know. Right. But like I just I just hate like my like uh you know like pretentious like mm, it's not a pour over like just Ew, listen yeah. I would prefer a pour over as well. That's what we drink at home. But you know what I will pound all twenty ounces of a McDonald's <laughs> cup with a hash brown and a pie and it'll be the best thing I've consumed yes. that day. That kind of stuff is easily. Good. I appreciate you so much right now because yeah. that is something that I I, I battle with. Because yeah. I get I get made fun of a lot for uh, frequenting Starbucks because yeah. it's it's available to me in uh, airports. It's or always every there. town yeah. in America yeah. or around the world. We were in Paris and it's like we were in the airport. It's like, well, let's grab a yeah. Starbucks and it's like, it's okay. It's I'll get that. Totally and if you want to go to a better place, we can but go is, there. Is Starbucks yeah. considered like uh, like foofy coffee or, or no, like Starbucks lowbrow is coffee? now I think lowbrow. Really, it's like a yeah. step up from McDonald's. Unless you're in West Virginia, and then it's the best then, thing they've ever tasted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, that's the huh. that's culture to them. That's literally. <laughs> want to travel around the world? We're going to Arabia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about like really drunk people? I can't see you liking them. Uh, well, I certainly don't like them in comedy shows. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because you can't. You run a show in a bar. You know how that is. There's I just a, kicked somebody out this week. Yeah. Straight out of the gate. She comes in at the last minute. There's one seat in the front. She's uh, alone. She sits down. She's got oh, a dog so with her. lonely. Yeah. And then she's just like, every joke that our opener is saying, she's like, like, and I was like, <laughs> okay, this girl's going to be a problem right out of the gate. And then the comic. She came in drunk. Yeah. Holding yeah. her dog? Well, she had been in the bar all day, I guess, since like, <laughs> since like two or three. And the show starts at eight. Right. And then uh, she'd really I, I get a always good seat. I always let the comic control the moment in the beginning. If they're having fun with it, if yeah. they want to engage with this. Yeah. But then I, I I'm watching just like like tractor beam. Yeah. Uh, to make sure like the minute the comic looks irritated mm-hmm. at all, I'm like, you're out of here. Right. And he goes, he said a couple jokes. Everyone's laughing. We could all tell that she's a little bit of a mess. And I'm just waiting, like, ready to, to <laughs> go. And then uh, the comic says, like, if only there was someone here that could take care uh, of her. And I go, it. I was just like, right yeah. into her. I'm like, I'm sorry, ma'am. You've got to go. And then it was yeah. like, oh, wait a second. Wow, that was, was really cool quick. With it or? Oh, no. They no. never are. I yeah. had to fight her all the way out. <gasps> yeah. I was just like. Was her dog okay? I was like, and she oh. was right in the front row too. Yeah. so it's a big dramatic scene. Yeah, I lifted her. I, I, I you like, lifted you her. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, Let me go back. Let me go back. I, I, I like helped her up a little bit, you know. Yeah. And then I said, "Oh, come with me. Let's just go in the back and talk. Let him do his set, and we'll go back." I, knowing that I was gonna direct her right yeah. to the door and see a peace. Kick her but, out. But uh, halfway through, she's like, no, I waited all day for this. I waited all day. And then it was like almost this plead like a little old lady who'd been waiting to be on that, 
you know, oh. the price is right out in the parking lot. Oh, no. I've waited my whole life for that. <laughs> it was really, it was bad. Yeah. Really, but we got out of it. We got yeah, out. Yeah, the thing, drunks are, you know, if you, in general, whatever, live your life if you're, sure. if you're drinking responsibly. Live your best life. Hey, that's a, but a first, Bible verse. Wine makes the heart glad. Like that. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, I like that. It's in the Bible. But the, uh, the. I thought live your best life was in the Bible. No, I was like, wait, I skipped no, over that no, part. No, no, no. I don't think that's in there. Um. <laughs> But anyways, the uh, but a drunk crowd member is the worst kind of heckler, and because there's no winning, it's like uh, yeah. it's like punching underwater. You know, I I, I always use the um, the metaphor like it's like a drunk heckler is like moving a mattress. Like even when you in even when you got it, you don't feel like you got yeah. it. You feel like I could drop this mattress in any time. Yeah. and that's what you can't really get a grip on a heckler because even last night the show I was at, you know, there was. Because they're not always negative hecklers. A lot of time they're really positive hecklers, you know, but they're like they're just interrupting your rhythm and right. shouting stuff. That happened at the show last night where I was like, OK, no, that punchline would have landed a lot her, uh, better if people would have heard it. Uh, jokes are best when heard, you know, like yeah. just like little playful things like that, because you're just like they, there's no they, they, they mess up the rhythm and people around them can't hear. And it's so and what does a positive heckler do? Just like yell. No, yeah, they're laughing. They're having a uh, good time. Yeah. They really are. She was probably enjoying the show. Yeah. But she's so hammered that her senses are off. And like I can look a drunk heckler in the eye. I've done this probably 15 times. I need you to shut up like just like look at them because you've done all your other little cute things sure uh-huh. you know yeah all like i always first with hecklers i'll do the nonverbal stuff like i'll go stand right by them on the stage like i'll make direct eye contact and they'll know i'll see if they have any senses in them they'll know that i see them uh-huh. yeah. without me yelling at them, you right. know like and it's the same thing you do when you're like teaching a group of kids same idea just like be right where they are and then you'll talk to them and you acknowledge, see if you can have some fun with it. And then like you're relevant in this room. You could get, cause I feel yeah. like a lot of times they just like need to be acknowledged. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. yeah. And then you can do it and you can laugh and be like, all right, are you good? Yeah. Cause uh, no more, you know, <laughs> like I use, there's lines that I'll use a lot. Like, Hey, when I wrote this, you didn't get any lines, stuff uh, like that. You know, I like just that. Like, I like this that. is a, this is a monologue, you yeah. know, I work yeah. alone. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, so stuff like that. But like, yeah. but yeah, you'll reach a point then where they'll just keep doing it. And you're like, you're just drunk. There's no senses. You know, like, so I could, if I can look you in the face and say, shut up, and you don't respond in horror, then you got to leave the show. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, especially uh, if they're drunk and they're uh, young, attractive girls, because uh, ah. they don't realize, because uh, they can't live in a world. They've never lived in a world where I, where someone doesn't care about them, and I, I do not care about them. Right. Like, That's a good way of putting I, that. I have no interest in them. I don't, I don't care if they're cute. I don't. Right. And they're like, oh, I'm a cute girl. The world around. And it's like, I hate you. Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> I didn't like you when you walked in. <laughs> right. And now I really don't like you. Yeah. That's your what motorcycle. This, that's what this was. Yeah. <laughs> for sure, it yeah. was. It, she was just like maybe. Yeah. I wouldn't say she was the cutest girl. I just think that she thought that she was the cute girl. Well, everyone thinks they're a little cute yeah. when they're drunk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody should like have to shower with a couple <laughs> drinks in them when they get out and look in the mirror like this looks good it looks good Meryl do you have I any bug bites yeah I was just thinking I need to I haven't been like drunk in so long like years like really really drunk drunk I need to go get drunk yeah. <laughs> not, that not that's my, the lesson that, that she got out of that whole story. Maybe like uh, maybe before like a comedy show like next Tuesday yeah, at Lestat well, or something. Go to comedy show. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, <laughs> I'll get drunk and just watch like multiple YouTube videos at once. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what you're doing at those live shows you're going to. <laughs> it's just a shame. You mean you wouldn't stop Pete Holmes and Shane Moss, two of the great yep. comedians. Oh, 
to see them do 45 minutes without some stupid professor <laughs> doing 15 minutes before them. What a waste of your night. Best <laughs> you ruined a night. You know, it's I like, love the hatred. Pete Holmes is brilliant. Yeah, he's yeah. so Very good. brilliant. And you saw him for 15 minutes, and you paid. Do you know what? I, I had the best <laughs> night ever. I went for sushi. Oh. The best sushi in the world. That and still would have been good without. And then I saw Pete Holmes for 15 minutes. And no, I want to learn about evolution on a Friday night as well. And we can still love each other and be friends. Dustin is currently wiping his yeah, face. I what if disgust. I text you I'm like, over this. oh, OK, wait. So this is going to really anger you. The The second UCSD professor um, was playing us clips of uh, different animals, like what their pain sounds like. Like so, we, what their pain sounds yeah, like. Yeah, so like um, what animals in pain what basically. A, what, a, what a Friday night. Yeah, huh? TGAF. <laughs> and then Pete Holmes I was those, like, "Was Pete Holmes was like, no, 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 don't, don't do, don't do that." No, he loved like, it. He loved he, it. And then there was a. Then they did 15 minutes of a panel of all four of them, where Pete Holmes got like three words in. But honestly, Pete Holmes could walk into a Denny's into a set and probably get somebody to laugh because yeah. people just want. Like, like, I know that guy. Yeah. I've seen that guy, and it's that notoriety is it automatically helps. a helpful thing. There's nothing I want more than 14 minutes into a set than to hear like a Bengal tiger just like <laughs> crying out in pain and stuff. I'm Dustin's bug bite. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think we've had enough bug. I was gonna say the only bug bite I had was handkerchiefs. I can't believe. I I saw a guy Hanker using what? handkerchiefs. You know, Is that like how you say that word? Handkerchiefs. Yeah. How Hanker do you say? It? How do you say? Handkerchiefs. 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 I che- it, yeah. Handkerchiefs. Handkerchief is a rank, I think, in a Native American <laughs> tribe. I'm finally a hanker. <laughs> yeah, handkerchief. Let's uh, all hunker. Yeah, this is. Uh, I mean, that's how you phonetically. I, I, that's how it looks. But I've never heard someone handkerchief. <laughs> You know, handkerchief. handkerchief sounds like a job at like the docks. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I need you to handkerchief. Oh, here comes the handkerchief. Uh, you know what I, mean? Wait, I do have a bug bite that for, for, I've had this for a while, but it's a stand up person. So I'm going to use I'm going to have you weigh in on it. OK, um, I'm my bug bite is Jay Moore. The stand-up oh, Jay Moore, yeah. because I I don't I just don't like his face, and I feel like he also wouldn't. <laughs> I honestly feel like I don't like his face, and I feel like he wouldn't like me. I know ahead of time that Jay uh, Moore would I not like me. I could say that about most people, Meryl. Well, oh, that's fine. They're not gonna. He like just you. wouldn't want more. Uh, what? Jay Moore. <laughs> He'd kill no, me we with his it. handkerchief. Okay. We got what you tried um, to do. Wait, I really I just want to. I will never go on a podcast and badmouth other comics, but. Yeah. Uh, I agree that he probably wouldn't like you. (laughs) He texted you before. And and I've never met him. And I just get the general vibe. And it's more to do with you. Absolutely. Uh, Because he's a stand-up comedian. Exactly. And and since you have no respect for his art form (laughs) and the thing that he's devoted his life to. (laughs) I wish him the best. What I love. Jay Moore is one of those comics that people have a lot of hot takes on. It's an interesting thing. Some guys live in this world. And I've heard a lot of people talk about, oh, he's not a comics comic. And, you know, that's interesting. He got busted on. He wrote it in his book, right? He got busted on SNL because he stole a sketch. And oh, I don't it's know. An it's an interesting. You read his book? Mm. No, no, no. I've oh. heard him talk about his book because he used to have. He used to be on the radio here all the time because yeah. he had a he had a sports show on. He's done a lot of different stuff. Yeah, he yeah. has. He's, yeah. he's he was really. I, I will use the word hot in the late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. He seemed to be everywhere. He was in movies, yeah. on radio. He was Jerry like, Maguire, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then he had a run like three or four years ago when he had his show on Fox Sports Radio, which is, you know, the probably the, I think it's the biggest radio sports radio there is. It's up there with ESPN and and then uh, he lost it. But I think he's still doing fine. Me too. But like my face shape, my like puffy kind yeah, of oval not, face shape. All has to do with just his, his face. That's his face don't... shape is too angular. Like I feel like our face shapes like aren't meant to mesh. <laughs> this is what I think about. <laughs> <laughs> As you're like changing your fortune, I, d- I love that you just treat it like those old blocks 
like when we were kids. Like, well, triangle goes in triangle. <laughs> and Do you ever uh, meet people and you're just like, you just have a stupid face? Well, yeah, but I don't. Out, I don't say it on popular podcasts. Oh, well, I mean, he's this. not. I, I feel like the last time Jay Moore is not listening to our. Yeah, I, I just wanted I to know yeah. that we've never experienced what we're experiencing right now, which is where <laughs> our guest is. I get bug bites started, and he was just like, finally, I can just yeah. say, <laughs> I can kindly. I, I wish it was the whole thing with bug bites. <laughs> I think yeah. part of that is the. Uh, so I've, you know, when you are certain from. Like, I was a Seattle kid in the 90s. Like, I'm trained to hate things people like. Sure, I, sure. And so that's, and I just, anything that's popular, I'm just like, that's not for me. You know? Like oh, what about Lord of the Rings? Oh, that I was on board with. Really? Yeah, I was all, and, and so that I have inconsistencies. Like, I love every MCA, MCU movie all the more. And oh, I'm, not, nice. I'm not a big movie guy or anything like that. I just like, stuff like that I'm, I'm into. But. but like popular culture stuff. What about reggae music? Oh, I hate reggae. Yeah, I feel like you're reggae. reggae. Yeah, you're not I, a reggae. I love that we all pretend that there's more than one reggae song. <laughs> I know. They're all the same song. Every reggae. And it's big here in San Diego. I know. And I'm That's why like, I stay away from Ocean Beach, honestly. I, yeah, honestly, I, I can't, like, I, I don't know what I hate more, reggae or sublime. And, like, that's uh, all that's played on yes, the radio here. Yes. I was like, you guys have had great bands from here. I you know? agree. Like, San Diego is a great, you guys... Switchfoot and, yeah. and Blink and yep. P.O.D. had their thing. I was like, stop playing Sublime. When this people is a tell terrible me, When people band. tell me they like Bob Marley, I'm like, name two Bob Marley yeah, songs. Exactly. And they can always name one. Yeah. And then they're like, I like to do that when I see like high school kids wearing Nirvana shirts that I know they bought at Target, <laughs> where I like to go say, what's your second favorite Nirvana album? <laughs> and then when they don't, I'm like, you're the reason he killed himself. <laughs> it's on you. <laughs> That's on you. That's on you. Because he didn't like this. Right, you know? exactly. It's Courtney. Whenever uh, I like, I walk past and I see like a beach party here of people playing volleyball with Coronas. I'm like, I just can't relate at a time where I felt like happy enough to <laughs> play volleyball like with my shirt like, off or anything. Corona like. is the one beer that when people drink it, it looks like a Corona commercial. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it really like, it's always at the beach. It is. Yeah, I just have is. never had that in my soul. Like, yeah, I'm too. Like, that's yeah. a thing though. That's very similar to me and coffee. I'm like, listen, like I I like good beer. I've only lived in good beer cities. Yeah, you know, Seattle and San Diego. But I also have no room in my life for somebody who won't drink a Corona or a Bud Light I, or anything. Yeah. And it's like, I, get away from me. Yeah. You're not better than this. Yes. You know, it's just, it's. <laughs> I don't not, like beer. Well, that's fine. That's a different thing altogether. I think altogether. Like, it's too much yeast. Unless it's at science shows. Yeah. Beer totally. is very scientific. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's a tasting and I get no, like 20 different beers. Just like like all of it. You it's can like the okay yeah. version of it yeah. and the great version of it. It's like a it's like listening to an album and like, well, yeah, you have your favorite song on the album, but you can like track six too. One know? of my favorite Anthony Bourdain episodes was when he went to the Waffle House. Yes. It was just like, this is exactly, everyone shut the fuck up about food. Right. It can be done in the lowest of places yeah. and still be amazing because it's an attitude it's a pretentiousness yeah thing too like i uh i remember years ago i read this uh like it was like a it was like a brown bag wine sampler book and it like rated wines and it was like it brought all these like wine connoisseurs together and they had to blind taste uh, wine and so oh, they all the these, they would get their ratings based off of these things and there were like $70 bottles that got like the lowest ratings wow. yeah. and like two buck chuck was like rated as like a B plus wine right, by all these right. wine connoisseurs I was like exactly yeah the if art, you didn't see the label like it, this you're just a you're you suck as a human that's what right. that is yeah the art industry is exactly the same the fine art because I'm yeah. an artist and it's like you see people talk about art in a gallery and you're like you are so full of yeah. shit and yeah. you can't just enjoy you know 
I don't know. I, comedy has its its versions yeah. of that too, yeah. where just like, oh, you know, that's hack or that's road stuff or that guy's just real big and that's for the masses. And you're like, no, nah, if you don't like Brian Regan, then like you I, just, you have a terrible personality. So what I would be love road Brian stuff? Regan so much. Yeah. <laughs> What's like road, road stuff? Road stuff is a different animal. Like there's like. Like Pete Holmes has that line in that movie. It's like sometimes you'll see a guy and you're like, Ugh, he, that guy's got a lot of road on him. Uh, because you just like there's certain stuff that works. You can learn. My first like two or three years in comedy, I was working the road a lot. And I learned some bad habits out there. And there's just like things that you where you're just kind of appealing to the lowest hanging fruit. You're mm. writing the easiest joke and the most relatable premises. And it's not really who you are. It's just finding stuff that works. But there are a lot of road guys who who just all they do is they I remember once I was doing the I was featuring at the um, Wichita Looney Bin, which is a road club. This is the definite. I mean, it's the, you're staying in the condo. Yeah, it's literally the condo is attached to the club. It's you know, yeah. it's a road club. And this guy, Michael Mack, uh, um, was there. And he's a guy that people would probably define like in L.A. Like, oh, it's a road guy. Oh, it's just road guy. He's playing guitar and he's got props and da 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 da. You know, it's pretentious L.A. stuff. <laughs> and uh, you know what he did? He had six shows and six standing ovations. Wow. wow. He went six for six on standing O's. Wow. Like, okay, well, maybe just admit that this isn't for you, but don't look down on yeah. it. Yeah. You're not right. better than that. You right. Know? That's a normal group of people who live in Wichita, which is a mid-sized city in America. And you would have bombed. And he got standing nose. Get yep. off your... Yeah. yeah, there's something for everybody. Go see your stupid science show. As a touring comic, <laughs> did you have a lot of... I'm just telling you, uh, right now watching Dustin... I love Dustin. I know, I like him. <laughs> he just pulled his hat down so like... He's just like, get me out of here. No, I yeah. love, oh, that's right. Yeah. Shit, what time we is We got to get out of here. Yeah, I'm so, Let's let him out of here. Okay, well, like, oh, yeah, I do need to go. You do need to go. Okay, well, you're wonderful. Tell everyone about where they can find your podcast. And uh, you. Don't make me come back there. We're on all the things, you know? All yeah. the things. And... Um, um, you guys are doing great. I like, yeah, you're we're, doing great. We're happy with it. Yeah, we uh, things are things are going good. So uh, yeah, every Tuesday, new episodes there. We've got about 25 episodes done so far, so you can go back and listen to some. And um, all my social media stuff is just my name, Dustin Nickerson, N-I-C-K-E-R-S-O-N. Yeah, yeah. You're awesome. Thanks Thank for being you. here. Thanks for having me, guys. You're awesome. Thanks. Appreciate you. Thank you. What a trip. Yes. Get me out of the sleeping bag. <laughs> I love Dustin, but I'm ready to pee uh, off the sleeping Yeah, bag. That, was an, that was so great, in my opinion, to watch him slowly realize, like, you don't, we, yeah, you don't know Dustin at all. No, I like and his so stuff. And so it was awesome to see him experience you and your flavor of, uh, <laughs> I don't know what you would call it, your personality for the first time live here in front of my eyes. And I was like, oh, he doesn't realize Meryl's crazy. He's really great. He is really great. And I, well, we, I love having him on. However, uh, his body language during, like he kept on getting one and like his legs were stretching out like 10 feet. Like, By the end, he had, he had wrapped. <laughs> it was just his hat in front of the microphone. He wrapped his body in knots so many ways, just like. No, I'm not having this. But check him out. He's hysterical. No, he's, he's great. great. I really like yeah. him. Yeah. I've had him on the show a couple times at Rift City, and uh, he's just always such a great comedian. Oh, I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, we talked about uh, comedians and cars getting coffee, and I was like, you know what? If he were to pick you up, what kind of car would you want? I definitely know this. Um, 
a very tricked out Jeep Wrangler, like the best Jeep Wrangler that money could buy. And yes, I do continue to drive Jeeps myself. God. They are gas guzzlers. You hate Jeeps. They look like Legos. I know, I know, but I can't help it, Bo. <laughs> We're a Jeep family. What about uh, you? Wait, no, uh, you already said that. You already answered. What did I answer? You answered and said that the body of a car. Wait, no, you didn't. What was I your didn't, answer? I didn't. I didn't. I think that if I was going to get picked up in a car, I don't know, maybe even like a... Like Japanese or something? I could picture you with a weird... Like origa- origami. <laughs> the origami of origami. cars. <laughs> I could picture you with, a honestly... paper plane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like folded into two different things. Uh, Yeah, no. It would probably be a classic car, like a 1960s something that was like a convertible, but... I don't know. All right. Or a, or an old tea bucket, like some kind of hot rod, like rat fink kind of looking thing. That'd be fun. But I don't think that's what he would pick for me. He would probably, if, if someone were to pick a car for me, it'd be like a clean, simple, well-designed, like with all the right compartments yeah. and stuff like that. You know, organized in a way. Yes, very, very That's why so. I drive a Mini. I Maybe they would pick me up in a Mini. I like the minis. That's why I drive a Wrangler. I like to waste money you know and time. You are a Wrangler. I am. You and I am a mini. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Maybe you could Photoshop our heads on a mini the Wrangler? cars and we could post it on our Instagram or something That's, like that. That would be so cute and wouldn't take any time at all. One thing I love to do is go on our Instagram and look at some of our campers and our followers and then yeah. I follow their life secretly. Really? Yeah. There's a lot of people that are going on cool vacations and, you know, just <laughs> dropping off their kids. I love you. So it's it's we've had enough now. Yep. Don't you think? Yes. Now, why don't you wrangle your shit up? <laughs> all right. And uh, let's get out of here. Bye, everyone. Bye. I miss you. I miss our people. Oh, I love our people. Message us like pictures of yourself or whatever. <laughs> I, I want more of you guys. Do you? Yeah. Them? Yes, I do. Who are they? Our people are the, the, the best pe- person listening the- right now. He has brown hair. She has blonde teeth. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Bye. This episode of Campfire Shit Show was produced by Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo. It was edited by Bo Hufford, and the theme song was composed and sang by your friendly camp director, me, PB and J. If you've got a question, or you want to be the next camper of the week, email us at campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Meryl on Instagram at campfireshitshow, and please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Well, kids, it's time to pack up the camp and put out the fire. But don't you worry, we'll see you soon on another episode of the Campfire Shit Show.